Hey everyone, and welcome to the Good Enough Gaming Podcast. Join Trevor, Daryl, Jordan, and Kyle as we bullshit about all things gaming and nerdy. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Enough Gaming Podcast. This week's episode is entitled, Thank You for Coming to Our Red Dead Talk. Have you ever wondered what it's like to live in the Wild West, where you ride horses, kill your dinner, pilfer what you can, fight over territory, and steal someone's sweet hat after you shoot them in the face? Well then, look no further. Though this game has been around for a while, the game of your dreams already exists and has been out for a while. Join us as we traverse the barren lands Red Dead Redemption 2 and why this game is so golden. So, uh, obviously, folks, um, my intro there, I, I I felt inspired to do it in a uh, rough Western accent because I'm a huge fucking dork. Um, <laughs> but, Little arguments here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I figured there wouldn't be much pushback on that one. Uh, this week, we're talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, a game that has been out for for quite a while, I would say, and has like a very, very large uh, following. Um, I feel like it won some awards, maybe? Yes. It's multiple. got it. Yeah, I think multiple. It, it's got a, yeah. A game this vast, it's made by Rockstar, who did GTA. Um, but this is a completely different sort of uh, take. It is a very story-based game. Uh, with a lot of multiplayer aspects that they built in later for Red Dead Redemption Online. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I know Jordan has completed the game. Daryl's had a lot of experience or some experience with uh, online stuff with it. Um, Correct. Personally, I played about an hour and a half of it and it did not do it for me. Um, again, just me and my ADHD. Um, that's going to be like my my solo album just me and my adhd um obviously self now available for one payment of 9.99 yeah with the hit single i forgot what i was doing yeah where am i <laughs> why am i in this room yeah i came in here for something uh trevor trevor's had a a little bit of time into it too uh it just came back up around on uh the ps plus extra uh, which uh, obviously makes it very accessible to a lot of people. And it's funny how all these games that are coming back up through Extra are, you know, obviously incredible games and make very accessible for a lot of different people to play. Uh, so, Jordan, can you can you give us your basic rundown of the story of the game? I mean, it's been out for like four plus years. We're probably past spoilies at this point, uh, but. Can you give us a general sort of idea of where the the, sort, the story sort of takes us and where it starts? Yes, I definitely can. <laughs> Let me pull um, up the Coles notes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wikipedia. Um, yeah, so it's uh, obviously it's a it's a Wild West story. Um, you play um, Arthur Morgan, um, who is a part of. Uh, um, part of a gang basically. And, uh, and it's just you and, and your group 
traveling across the US, um, pillaging, stealing, trying to live your life. Um, you know, typical Wild West shit. But uh, general wild, waywardness. Wild west. Wicka, wicka, yeah, wicka. Yeah. Wild Wild West. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, no, the story, the story is phenomenal. Um, it's, it's got, uh, some very good character developments. It, it's a long game. Um, you know, I, I think, I think my first playthrough was probably, I, I want to say around the 60 to 70 hour mark. Um, and I didn't oh, do okay. a lot of what's available to, to do. So you, you could easily be in, in triple digits for this game if you wanted to see and, and explore everything that there is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, the voice acting is, is great. Uh, they do a very good job of, of kind of dropping you in this, in this world and you feel totally immersed into it. And uh, you know, it's, it's got customization. It's got, uh, you, you can go into town and uh, play blackjack and, uh, you know, three card poker and shit. And, you know, there's lots of things to kind of distract you from from kind of the, the core gameplay. Um, I, I still remember Rockstar-esque. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, don't kid yourself. Like, you know, there's definitely some Grand Theft Auto kind of influence that that's kind of trickled into the game. Um, I mean, you can't, you, you, you can't steal a car and punch a hooker and shit like that, but, um, <laughs> but you, but you can steal a horse and punch a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's topical, right? We're, you know, it's, it's, it's that era. So it's, it makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, for anybody that's that's kind of semi-familiar with Red Dead Redemption, this is a prequel uh, story to the original game, um, which uh, had John Marston as, as uh, the main character in that. Um, and uh, he actually does play a, a kind of a, semi, a semi-decent role in, in this game as well. Um, I, I'm always skeptical about games that always have the prequel as the second game, I I don't know why, but I always find that to be a bit of a cop out. Um, yeah, kind of like like Borderlands pre sequel. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, with Wild West stuff though, you kind of run out of time, right? Like that's. Yeah, I guess like you can't really go forward because then you're era. like industrialization and like and <laughs> it's like that doesn't work. But yeah, I, I I do see what you're saying though. Well, and and definitely the like. Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2 kind of take place towards the end of like the so-called Wild West. So, you know, that era, these games definitely are hugging, you know, pretty close to to the end of of that age. So, um, but uh, at at the time, I mean, this game came out in 2018. Um, At the time, it had probably some of the deepest just like, AI mechanics and and gameplay mechanics out there. Um, You know, Kyle, you mentioned hour and a half in, it just wasn't for you. This is one of those games. I hate to say it, but it is one of those games. You need to get at least five, six hours under your belt before it even opens up before you even get to see what there is to offer. 
Um, so I understand for a lot of players out there that maybe don't have that kind of time, this probably isn't a game for you. Um, cause it is very much so story cinematic driven, but on the flip side of that, it is like almost like a simulation, like you're playing the Sims, you know, it's, yeah. it's something that you are meant to you know totally immerse yourself into and kind of get lost in just doing random shit go fish go fishing rob a train you know now you you mentioned like the the cinematic aspect of it and that was actually something that even in the first you know hour and a bit that jumped out at me was your ability to kind of make it a bit more of a cinematic like if there's parts where you're you know following another guy on a horse and that sort of thing you can move to cinematic mode where you're you can yeah, how cool the, is that you can change the angle of the camera it was just like holy shit this looks really really good and you know lets you sort of build your own sort of you know mental narrative from it just by creating this cinematic world that you have some control over, you know. You're making your own John Wayne <clears throat> film, and you didn't even know it. Like, you're yeah, just... yeah, yeah. It's it's something I'd like to see other open world games kind of take. Is when you do have to have those long traversals from you know waypoint to waypoint. It'd be kind of nice to just like set the marker on the map and put the controller down, change it to this cinematic mode, and just sit back, enjoy the music, and you know and the just, view and everything just, else just like, yeah appreciate the game totally you know yeah especially yeah. with the way like graphics and like game engines have developed over time even in the past like four years imagine yeah. being able to do that with something like horizon yeah you know they had like pre-made cinematics that way but yeah when well, and, and you know kyle you, you make a good point about just the the mechanics and everything like one of the things that i that i found really interesting about red dead um and it kind of gets baked into the narrative and just in the ai and how people react around you um you know it's kind of funny to think about but your character has real time um hair growth so like our arthur morgan's uh, facial hair and and the hair on their head um, as you play the game, will will continue to get longer and longer and longer. And if you don't, if you don't do anything about it, you might not be allowed into certain establishments. Uh, too you mangy. Walk, yeah, you know you're too mangy. Uh, you know you walk into town, and immediately the you know the town sheriff and and law enforcement is, you know, they're more aware of of you and what you're doing. Um, you have to take a bath every now and then for the same reason. Cause you just start your characters got blood and mud and shit all over their face. Cause you just came from a crazy fight and you're walking into town trying to buy something. And they're like, Ooh, I don't know about <laughs> this guy. So, um, you know, that's, it's cool to see the war, the game worlds react to just your gameplay and, and how you play that that character and um you know that's a lot of open world games don't really seem to do that kind of stuff um like i what one uh, probably the most memorable thing for me is there's a mission where you have to go uh hunting um for a grizzly bear 
and um, I thought I found it. Didn't. He bum rushed me, scared the shit out of me, <laughs> and absolutely threw me around like a rag doll. Somehow survived, but all my clothes were completely tattered. I had like claw marks all over my body. Like I looked like a fucking zombie. Like the thing just destroyed me. And, and Kyle's favorite words, you were worse for wear. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't D&D, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it just, it for me, what, what stands apart with Red Dead Redemption 2 versus other open world games, um, it's the, it's the little details. It's, it's the fine, it's the fine tooth comb, you know, that they run through um, a, a relatively generic type of game uh, that really kind of sets it apart from other open world games for sure. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Like thinking back, like I always forget when grand theft auto five was released because it's been re-released t- <laughs> 10, 10 times. Um, Cause that was from 2013. So to think of what they can do with like this cool. kind of engine on a new game would be really cool. Like in a different setting. Yeah, like <clears throat> I think the the application of that now to you know GTA Six when it comes out is going to be very like very interesting to see you know how how that affects you know modern world relationships um, yeah. with your character you know like shops not letting you in the store because you're you know you just you're bloodied from falling out of your car windshield at a hundred miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Got cannoned out of the front windshield. So stuff like that would be very, very interesting to see how they've built on it. You know, since it is a rock star game as well, they probably have, you know, things that they can use within like their whole sphere of gaming that uh, lends itself to, to, you know, developing that. Yeah. Daryl, did you find, cause you played a lot more like online, Yep. Is it is it essentially the same? Like I'm assuming like the skills and stuff are the same. Obviously, you're just not doing the same story. Like what's the big... So the interesting thing about the online mode is that, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 itself, like Jordan was explaining, it has this entire story as Arthur Morgan, where the online is you create a character and you play as that character. It's not a preset. It's not another, you know, carbon copy of Arthur Morgan. You get to, you get to make a person and play as that person. And... There's actually a whole other like kind of story arc within the online mode. So you can you can work with, you know, bankers and uh, in, in, in sheriffs trying to get, you know, bounties on certain guys and stuff like you, you can kind of build yourself up, up with these different factions and it introduces new story and new cinematics and new things for each one of those factions as you go, uh, which like in terms of an online component, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, and I thought that that was sort of revolutionary for them in an open world game. We've ha- we have lots of open world games, but anything with this, you know, sort of MMO component to it, this mul- like the multiplayer aspect, because it is open. There's other players out like out in the server all the time um, to have that as a, as a piece, you know, on a console game, was nuts to me like i was i was completely blown away 
uh, it's the same facet. You can go to the barber in the towns and get a haircut and a shave, and and you gotta you gotta eat at the at the fire at night, or your guy has no energy and you know it starts to lose health. Um, like you gotta you gotta feed your horse to, to give it energy so that it can run and get you place to place. Like it's it's pretty in depth for yeah. for what it is, and, and so Jordan's right, like. In terms of the simulation, like it's pretty, it's pretty top notch. Like I, I would hold. And in terms of an open world game, I would hold this in an upper echelon for just for what it's capable of doing. Um, it might not be visually as stimulating as Ghost of Tsushima. It might not have as many things to do as Horizon. It might not be as crazy and unrelenting as Elden Ring. But like. This is polished. This game is yeah. amazing, especially for the time it was made. Yeah. Yeah, the the fact that this came out on last gen hardware is pretty unbelievable. And like to the point where if you bought the physical copy of this game for PS4, it's on two discs. You yeah. have to Holy install shit. it on two discs. Like When's I have the last had... time you could remember a multi-disc game. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's Fuck. it's been a minute since we've had anything like that uh, on on consoles. So um, yeah, I mean Daryl Daryl's exactly right. Like the polish of this game, and I remember I, I bought it when it first came out. This game was polished from day one. I didn't run into glitches. I didn't run into like janky mechanics. Like the game played beautifully from start to finish at launch, which again, how often with an open world game do you see that shit now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's like server issues and like yeah. bugged gear and weird shit, but day one patch. Yeah. 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 That was, well, I, was, I, I was quite, I was going to say, I was quite surprised like starting up the game. Like you were saying, like this whole like Wild West simulator essentially. With like how many different bars and things I was thrown at me, being like, "Here's your stamina bar. Here's your horse's yeah. stamina bar. Yeah, and here's what happens when this is low." I'm just like, "Holy shit!" Like, there's a. I was not was, expecting that amount. Of I stuff. found it overwhelming. A little, it, it but at is. the same time, I was just I was just surprised they even thought of it. it. Exactly. Like, what what game? What other game do you have to manage, like feeding? like amount that you yeah. just like call and ride and you whistle and comes to you like that just does it doesn't happen and i was or like sparring simulator 23 <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just so in most games it's so tedious but as part of this world yeah. it, it makes sense to well, like to, actually to have this is, that yeah like like this game is a it's a slow-paced game and, and like that's the thing is to, to me this is one of those games if you want to pick it up for an hour <laughs> And you, there's a very good chance that you will do nothing related to the story. Yep. You know, in, in an hour, like there's so many other things to do. Um, and like the Vanderlyn gang uh, that you're a part of, that um, has its own components too. So every time you go back to the to the campsite uh, to take a to take a break or to sleep, like you can. You can go hunting for food for your party. You can, uh, you can spend resources to get people better, uh, better tents and better, uh, you know, sleeping accommodations, 
and, and that changes relationships with certain people towards you. Like Jeez. there's just, there's so much involved <laughs> that I, 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 this is almost like a survival game first and an action, uh, you know, story RPG second. I agree with yeah. that. I can see that. I think games like, uh, like, I don't know if you guys are like games like Tarkov where it, it's, yeah, everything is, is much more detailed and realistic and everything kind of stemmed from games like this, like the games <laughs> that just, you know, further yeah. nudged the needle into that realism aspect. Um, you, you can again, even, like, you can even get put in fucking jail. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you just sit there on your couch just waiting while you're in jail. <laughs> this sucks. I'm going to serve two years? What the hell? <laughs> Guess I'll go back to playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I, and that, I mean, that could be your gripe. Like, Rockstar does take a long time, I guess, to, to release the next title. Uh, yeah. You know, people have been waiting forever for Grand Theft Auto 6. But Grand Theft Auto 5 also is still being played. They're still re-releasing it and updating it, and yeah, it's insane. still being played. It still has content for people to do, which is yeah. nuts. When they Red added Dead the online, online same is thing, no yeah. different. Yeah, there's still stuff being introduced and brought out, and like seasonal stuff and new mission. Like it's their their ability to make people continue to play the game with reoccurring content is is pretty well done. Now. I do think there should have been a Grand Theft Auto 6 by now, but yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like it, it still speaks like loads to the game that you have all these people playing this, you know, playing like role playing simulators, like servers and all these, like, I know there's a lot of like NBA players that still play GTA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like thing to do. Yeah. I, so they, you know, they're able to, you know, cosplay as somebody else in this virtual world. It's almost like a better second life. I was going to say it's like second life, but yeah. just way yeah. cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of, of second lives, um, we're going to, we're going to shift over to, to Daryl where he participates in his second life as a <laughs> fight promoter um, in this week's uh, Danger Dome. Daryl, take it away. Fantasy Face-Off. Fight. I like it. I'm I'm Don King. This is is awesome. Uh, I wish I had his crazy hair. Uh, But this is... This is a great fight. I, I actually think this is one of the most even matched fights I've I've come up Oof, with. Bold words. So, um, fighting games, two pinnacle pinnacle figureheads of the games. So I'm going to start off. I call this this I'm calling this battle the, the battle of the prize fighters because these are the faces of the franchise, heavy hitters. So number one. Street Fighter's big man, Ryu. Versus Tekken's main guy, Jin Kazayama. (laughs) Jordan's having like a crisis over here. Fucking Daryl, man. 
Similar oh. skill sets. Uh, in, like both very, very good martial artists have some like, you know, unique dark powers. Ryu draws from that like kind of angry power source that Akuma has. And Jin has like, you know, the devil essence inside of him. Uh, so <laughs> he's got he, the devil uh, inside of him. How'd that get there? <laughs> so I, I think this is like pretty similar in power level. I'm interested to know how you guys feel this fight will play out, who would win and how. Um, I have my own take, but I think this like is one of the hardest lines to draw in the sand. Uh, and I, so I saved this one for last for the season. Ooh. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan's shaking his head right now. He's so, shook. He's in shambles. I, I'm going to go first. Cause All right, Jordan, let's hear I, it. I, I got I to get it out. Um, obviously, you guys know how big of a Street Fighter fan I am. And like I've watched the animated series, I've watched the movie, I've watched the animated movies. Um, I, I gotta go with my boy Ryu because um, I think he would tap in. So it's uh, it's Setsui no Hado is the Akuma's dark power. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, um, he's he's just he's gonna he's gonna channel that. If if the fight gets close, he's just gonna go straight up evil Ryu, and there's gonna be some some uh, there's gonna be some shit going down. So I gotta go with <laughs> I gotta go with Ryu, man. He's just he's not only incredibly skilled, but he's also got the power dormant in there too. All right, got Trev, it. what are we thinking? I am the worst person to ask this question to. <laughs> um, I recognize these characters, obviously, but I do not play fighting games, and especially Tekken. Like I, I remember Street Fighter and stuff, but Tekken's not my thing. The only thing I'm seeing here, because I've got to do some research here, is like there is, like Devil Jin. Yes, he has yeah. another so form, like, Devil Jin. Yeah. So like this is where. Like I almost have to call no contest just because I am so ignorant about this. Like I just have no. It's good. I, word, I, I don't know. It's kind of a dog in the fight. Yeah, like I don't. I I almost have to go with Ryu just out of familiarity and just kind of from Jordan's points. But that's that's a that's a really weak vote. Like I would. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what do you think, I'm, Kyle? I'm gonna go with Ryu as well. Uh, one of the main reasons I am going with him is not just because of his impact and you know abilities within the Street Fighter universe, but when he crosses over, you look at you know Marvel versus Capcom and that sort of thing. He still holds his own against all these like exceptional fighters, like X Men. Was it X Men versus Street Fighter or Marvel versus Street Fighter? um like one of the he's first ones of them. yeah he's he's in all of them because he is the guy yeah and i i think he takes it i well um, they've they've actually done on the ps3 um there was actually a street fighter cross tekken fighting game right. and ryu is one of the best characters and one of the strongest characters in that game consistently 
Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's kind yeah. of like one of the he's one of the biggest faces in fighting games ever. Like he's a he's, he's oh, one yeah. of the most recognizable characters of all time. Where yeah. I think Jin is not quite there. Uh, but I I think I actually think that like a lot of like the newer parts of Jin as the story developed through Tekken were kind of almost like a bit of an homage to Ryu. So um, yeah. in, in that regard, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I, uh, I felt like this is a really close one. I think Ryu probably would have edged it out and that kind of hurts me because I like Tekken more than I like Street Fighter, but uh, it's a fighting, it's a, it's a, it's a fighting competition. If it was competition for best hair and best pants, then Jin wins hands down. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Easy. But, <laughs> But it is a fighting competition. I think uh, one big Hadouken and uh, would would finish it off after a, a pretty good fist fight. So Ryu wins. Did we get it right or did we get it wrong? Let us know after you listen to the episode. Hadouken. <laughs> curious, curious to see him in uh, the new Street Fighter that they announced. Oh, it looks yes. so good. Old man. Yeah, old man Ryu. I'm pumped. Is he going to be like the Yoda? Probably. Yoshi Mitsu. I, I want to see. I want to see what Akuma looks like in this one. His grandfather Akuma just yeah. yeah. He's demonic though. He won't age. I know. <laughs> It'd be funny. Uh, so to to bring it back over to uh, to Red Dead, um, you know our our time with the game. I I feel like. Jordan, is there anything that you felt was like missing from the game or things you wish they would have built more on? Um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think probably one of my biggest gripes, which is a which is kind of a weird gripe, but uh, depending on the decision at the end of the game that you decide to do, um, there's actually an epilogue uh, that you play. And, uh, you know, you kind of go into it assuming it's going to maybe be like an hour or, you know, two hours to kind of just wrap up some of the some of the kind of remaining story points. Um, But it's like another fucking 10 hours of gameplay. (laughs) Like (laughs) just for the epilogue, just for the epilogue. Wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that was kind of where I was at, where, you know, I, I hit this up, like you got this huge emotional, you know, kind of story beat to, you know, to kind of finish off the the, the main game. And it's like, dude, I, like I just went through that and you want me to play another 10 hours of story? Like, no, let's wrap this <laughs> shit up. And so like, I wrap felt like, up, I, yeah, I felt like I sprinted through the epilogue just because I like I was done. Yeah, at that point. Um, so I thought that was really weird. Um, I, that was, I don't. That was my biggest gripe with like Last of Us Part Two. It was just like I'm getting eight endings. Like just they keep yes. cutting to like a really long black screen. You're like, okay, am I done now? And they're like, no, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna keep going. It's, like, it's, a, it's a post 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 credit scene. Oh my god, it's like yeah. stressful from the post post the... post apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> just all just all the emotional trauma thrown at you every every couple hours um but uh yeah no it's uh i mean this this game like i said it's it's definitely very slow paced um i i think the i think the gun mechanics can be better um you know that the shooting is 
pretty similar to Grand Theft Auto Five. Like it's kind of chunky. It's pretty slow. Um, and brutal. Yeah, very chunky and brutal. Um, I I also think that sometimes tra- traversing the map can be a bit. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, like a it's bit, long. A bit it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like without the train, like uh, man, oof, it's a it's a trek to get to where you need to go. That was that was my biggest gripe early on. Yeah, like that's why they've got that cinematic setting when you're traveling because they're trying to distract you from the fact that you're going to be sitting there for 10, 15 minutes. You know, so there, there's definitely some issues there. So there's some pacing issues. Um, you know, again, this big of a game, this many hours, uh, um, a lot of stuff you end up just fast traveling from, from station to station because... Yeah. I mean, you're going to be 200. At least there's that capability. Like, at least that that's there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because I was early on, I noticed I was like, the snow physics, super cool. Like, trudging through the snow and everything, super cool. But at the same time, I was like, holy shit, walk faster. (laughs) Yeah. That's where it got me too. It's like, I don't have all night. Like, I've, like, this was, this was a similar comments I had with like, uh, with the new Horizon where I'm like climbing. I'm like, I understand the need. I understand the yeah. need to make it look realistic, but at the same time, it's like, it is a video game. Can we like cut out that extra half second, every other step or whatever, just to, just to pick up the pace just a little bit. By now, Aloy should be a parkour master. She should just yeah. be. <laughs> that was the same thing. It was like, I get it. You're walking through snow and like, there's some cool features there, but I'm just like, can we just make them a little bit quicker? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so, nuanced. It's like, yes. it's, well, yeah, totally. Again, it goes back to, to get the, it quicker. Yeah. yeah, it goes back to that simulation versus like action RPG type thing. You know, yeah. there's there, there's definitely other games out there. If you're looking for a faster pace, jump in, get the action right away. Like there's there's games that that probably do that a little bit better. Um, and, and I do think, like I said, I I think that the shooting mechanics um, are pretty average for yeah, that was just all for, the, the picking picking shit up oh my oh god yeah. oh yeah <laughs> every time it's like let me stop let me open my pocket let me <laughs> bend over and pick it up and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's interesting though because like grand yeah. theft auto is pretty quick paced like throughout, True, throughout yeah. the throughout the franchise and stuff so, and so I, I, th- I did think it was interesting that rockstar went with this and like went with a really slow approach uh yeah with, with this one because it like you're you guys are dead on like it it's slow like it is it takes a while to do anything um yeah. but it does like the same turn it sets the tone for like when it is and like kind of how you would have lived and everything was slower everything was took longer to do so yeah i thought just i, like I was good on them times. to flip the switch yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it's almost one of those games, like, if you do decide to jump in, you know, PS Extra and, and like, give it a go, don't have other games on the go. You know what yeah, I mean? you got to like, invest in this one. you got to yeah. put in the time. Because you know, if you have another open world, you know, action type game that you're partway through, you're going to go back to that just because it is so much faster paced and, you know, you can pick it up and, you know, dive in a lot faster. 
So mm-hmm. it's definitely a game you need to like, okay, this is going to be my focus for the next, you know, couple weeks or the next month or whatever it may be. Yeah. It requires a commitment. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the one, so two things uh, that just kind of popped into my head. One for anybody that has played this game, um, Micah can go fuck himself and he should be shot in the <laughs> dick multiple times. And like I said, for anybody, Spoilers. That's the, yeah, you, you, uh, hopefully you agree with me that Micah should be dropped off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> Cause that guy's a fucking dick. You gotta, you gotta take him like the penguin on uh, Mario N64. Just drop him off the. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and then the other thing. So one of the things that I liked about the first red dead was they, they had an expansion that came out after, uh, called Undead Nightmare. Wasn't that from the first oh, one? Yeah. yeah that's what he said. So, yeah. yeah. So the first one had a zombie um, expansion. And so it was Wild West with a bunch of zombies and like zombie grizzly bears and shit. Um, everybody that played the first one and played that was hoping they were going to do a 2.0 for this, and they never did. Uh, which is super disappointing because it's honestly uh, like Undead Nightmare. It's a standalone game. That's how big it is. Um, And for anybody that has the ability to go back and play it, go back and play it because it is really good. Sweet. It kind of makes you think like what other games could they throw zombies into and have it work? You sound like every film director from like the 2010s. (laughs) Valid what play. else can we put zombies into? Yeah. Uh, it's like Michael Bay and explosions. Just <laughs> <laughs> fit them in there somewhere. Yeah. The next Fast and Furious. Zombies. <laughs> oh, well, don't even, don't even put that out there. Yeah. Daryl's going to be first in line at the movie theater if that's the case. Yeah. Well, I'll be right hey, beside him. Every, yeah. every once in a while, you just got to watch a dumpster fire. You just have to know. You know what you're getting, what you're getting into. into. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if we, in our, in our limited experiences here, uh, if we had to provide a rating for the Red Dead Redemptions, Jordan, <laughs> how would you how would you rate it? Um, I'd give it a nine uh, out of out of ten. I, I think I think the you know the complaints that we were kind of talking about and the and the pacing and stuff. I think that drops it a, a full point for me, um, especially trying to go back to replay it. There's some stuff that hasn't aged all that great in the last four years. Um, also, the fact that this game still plays at 30 FPS on console is a, is a fucking travesty. <laughs> okay. Uh, Settle down over there. <laughs> okay. Daryl, uh, you're... Uh... Yeah. Uh, I'm with, I'm with Jordan. I think this is a nine out of 10 game. I think for the time that it was released and what it did and kind of where it's pushed the open world genre of gaming, uh, you can't deny what it's done. Uh, former guest and our friend of the podcast, my buddy Drew, uh, still plays this game. He's picked it up. He's beat it multiple times. Um, so it does have lots of replayability and enjoyment for those players that really latch onto the game. So I think that that's really great. 
And I do want to mention that, uh, you know, a longtime listener and a friend of all of ours, Tyler, is the reason we did this episode. So, Tyler, if you're listening, this one was for you. So, Shout out to uh, we have we have friends that play this game a lot and, and loved it a lot. I played with two of my friends on the online on the online part, and so I, like I just think that this game offered a lot. Um, you know, made some really unique changes uh, to sort of our idea of the open world gaming um, venue, and yeah, I think it's, it's kind of revolutionary. So I. I I would give it an I give it a nine. All right, Trevor, do you want to give a rating? Sure. Uh, I'm still pretty early in. For now, I'd probably give it about a seven. Um, but that's kind of I almost kind of relate this to similar to a lot of like JRPGs, where it's like you got to get, you know, you got to tough through it for the first five six hours, learn the dynamics, learn how the game works, and then it really kind of takes off from there with story and mechanics and stuff like that. But I mean, even with Jordan saying, you know, it's 30 FPS, stuff like that. I mean, it's still game still looks great. Um, the play is really good. Like, yeah, over, overall for now, I'd give it a seven, but I, I expect that it would get better with, you know, some of the story and stuff like that. I'm going to abstain because <laughs> <laughs> don't think I can give an accurate rating based on my experience. Fair. Um, Kyle gives think, it one college try out of one college try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a solid. I don't got time for this out of 10. <laughs> um, thanks again for uh, tuning in for another episode of the Good Enough Gaming Podcast. Uh, don't forget to join us for our, our last episode of the season coming up next week uh, before we take a little back to work hiatus uh and then something of that nature yeah something like that we'll be back so once again thank you and hopefully you had a good enough time rootin to enough rootin good enough <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this week's episode make sure you follow us on instagram at geg podcast check out our website goodenoughgaming.com and write us an email about anything from our episodes or something you would like us to discuss in the future you can also now join us on discord on the good enough gaming discord server we really appreciate you listening and hope you continue to join us on this epic adventure of discussing all things gaming and nerd please subscribe to the good enough gaming podcast on spotify and apple podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcasts and rate us five stars so we can find more good enoughers in the process just remember we might not be great but we are good enough <laughs>